Okay, greetings, folks. Uh, it is day 28 of 100, and we're continuing with excerpts from my Enneagram Introductions workshop, and today we're focusing on type 2. And actually, in full disclosure, this is being recorded on day 29 because uh, I had a power outage at the house last night and was unable to post. Now, I did actually record during that power outage, but um, I, I feel like I should redo it uh, to appropriately honor our type 2 friends because I, uh, I was stressed by the power outage, and, and when I'm stressed, I just kind of naturally go negative, and it doesn't feel like that to me, but... Um, I just, I listened back through and I was like, this, this doesn't do justice. This is not in the kind of warm, positive heart of, uh, of that two space and I'm not comfortable posting it. So, so this is, this is a redo. This is take two on twos. And I hope that that will give us a better, more helpful glimpse into the landscape of the Enneagram twos that we know and love. So let's get into it. At their best, twos are caring and giving, but at their worst can be possessive and manipulative. The motivating need is to be needed, and the basic fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of love. And twos are people-oriented. That's their, their basic orientation. These are people, people. And that's quite obvious for twos. Relationships are of utmost importance to them are the thing that are in the forefront of their minds and attention. And this serves them and the people they love quite well. Twos are good friends. They're some of our biggest fans often. I, I say uh, quite regularly that without the twos in my life, my self-esteem would probably be about half of what it is. And I'm not kidding when I say that. I mean, I, I mean that. My, my two friends consistently make me feel surely much cooler than I actually am, and remind me of how loved I am in a way that, that I don't have to question. And I, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate that. And twos are quite gifted in, in offering that to people that they love. Some of the strengths of twos are being giving and helpful and generous and can be romantic and sensitive to others' feelings, and appreciative, supportive, energetic, uh, exuberant, and, and willing to be present. Their communication style tends to be friendly and, and open and expressive, very focused on others. They're going to want to hear about you more than they're going to want to talk about themselves, and they're probably going to be pretty quick to support or give advice. And Sometimes, though, others can perceive twos as being a little intrusive or overly helpful or maybe nagging or trying to control a situation. So there's a, you know, there are ranges, of course, of of healthy and average and below average behaviors and functions of all of these tendencies. And some of the, the preoccupations that can develop for twos in the type pattern is this uh, need to gain acceptance and approval from others who are important to them, maybe romantic attachments or in other relationships. And they can begin to feel important in relationships through meeting the needs of others. And this is what opens the door 
to pride, which is the vice for twos. And that's really about feeling indispensable, feeling like uh, you as a two know what people need better than, than anyone else, that without you, people would be lost. And that is a function of, of pride, but it's really an overcompensation or an attempt to eliminate the fear of being, of being dispensable, of being not wanted or not useful to people that you care about. So when you're giving and you're helping and all of that is not fully altruistic, but it's giving something, expecting that you will receive something, even if it's just the preservation of the relationship in return, that is where we see this personality really at play. But the flip side of that vice is humility, which is, is simply about being able to acknowledge one's own needs and to ask for help and support when you need to do that. And that's hard for twos generally because there's so much attention put on sensing the needs of others and meeting those needs. And, and there's this willingness and this ability to alter oneself to, to meet those needs of others that your sense of self or who you are separate from how you identify relationally, you know, twos really identify who they are in terms of who they're in relationship to. So I'm a, uh, a member of this community. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a pastor to these people. I'm a counselor to these. That is a more natural identification than just even your name or, or who you are in and of yourself sometimes. So it's important to be able to step back and spend some time on your own reflecting on, you know, what do I really want? What is really important to me? And what are my interests independent of what others are interested in? And do I really believe that I am worthy of love and belonging and relationship? Whether that is being affirmed externally or not, and whether you are actively supporting others or not. Do you believe that you are worth love and attention just for who you are, not for what you can do or offer someone else? Those are some, some key questions for twos. And without that, there is just this compulsive act of giving and helping, and again, with some level of expectation attached to that. And, you know, twos in that space struggle with boundaries. It's very hard to say no. It's very, very hard to, to stop that pattern once it's in motion. And so self-care becomes a big challenge. It's an important growing edge to be able to find sustainable, consistent self-care practices for twos. And part of all this dynamic is there's this desire to to rescue people or to seek out the attention of folks that are least likely to give it to you. And that can be a setup for some enabling behaviors, for some codependency. And and twos tend to be very quick to forgive. And that can be that can be great. That can be a very generous gift in relationship. But if you're skipping over working through your own hurt feelings and acknowledging 
the problems or more negative aspects of relationship, that's going to rear its head at some point. Those things don't just disappear. And twos can sustain positive feelings for other people, even when they have been treated very badly by those people uh, for quite a while. And this is this is part of their desire to like everyone in hopes to be liked by everyone in interest of being loved and maintaining that relationship. And so all of that bound up together can create some some dynamics that are problematic or even put put the two at risk of being really hurt or taken advantage of. But man, this ability to tune in to what other folks are feeling and and needing and when they can respond from that place altruistically, truly giving freely without any strings or expectations attached. I mean, it is just truly beautiful and truly brilliant. Some growing edges for twos beyond kind of what we've mentioned would be to start asking this question frequently. And this comes from Suzanne Stubill, who herself is a two, but, but to ask yourself regularly, what is mine to do? as opposed to what is for other people to do, because you could, you could help and, and do something for someone that, that they really should have and could have done on their own. It was theirs to do. And so sometimes by not doing, by not giving, you are actually helping or, or acting appropriately. And so just returning to that centering question, what is mine to do is a helpful practice for twos. When you do give, you might practice giving in secret without people knowing, uh, without needing the thank you. Um, that's something to try. And, and really, whatever can help you affirm your own worthiness of love apart for what you can do or offer. And to start being able to identify your own needs and receiving help and the meeting of those needs from others. And that's going to typically feel very uncomfortable for twos, very unnatural, might cause some anxiety even, but it's very, very important to be able to receive as much as give, kind of balance that equilibrium between the two. The lost childhood message that did not get through for twos somehow was simply you are wanted. And the wounding message that did get internalized is it's not okay to have your own needs. So that's part of the messaging that has kind of cemented this, this pattern of attention to others' needs in place because somehow it was understood by the two uh, early in life that it was not okay to have your own needs. And so that, that part of yourself has kind of gotten closed off somehow and it's important to, to open that door to your own inner life and your own awareness of, of what it is that you can receive. Some twos to read or follow or be aware of are Mother Teresa and Henry Nouwen, both of whom have uh, many, many spiritual books and, and writings. Desmond Tutu is also thought to be an Enneagram two. And then more current uh, folks that, that you might follow are uh, Suzanne Stabile, obviously, in, in the Enneagram world. Dr. Jerome Lubba is kind of a new face of, of Enneagram teachers, but he has some really interesting brain-based Enneagram work. 
and he um, he leads with with type two. Hillary McBride and Lisa Gunger are also really great follows. Hillary being a therapist, researcher, author, and Lisa being a musician and an author. Those are folks who are both currently putting out, uh, I think, work that's really important and helpful to the world and sharing their journeys of growth and integration and healing with the rest of us in some really beautiful ways. All right, that'll do it for us. I'm still kind of recovering from the power outage and lack of sleep and and all of that, but I hope that this is sufficient and honors the beauty that I really know and love in my two friends and family. And type three will be soon to follow. Until then, bye.